Secrets of Success. What's up, everybody? This is Russell. Welcome back to the Secrets of Success members-only podcast. I uh, hope you've enjoying these uh, episodes so far. Uh, we're bringing you guys the best of the best uh, things I think will help you and benefit you the most. Uh, this next episode, uh, this is one. This is something I'm really proud of. Uh, this is one of the first times I ever taught my thoughts on personal development and success and and um, some of these things that um, obviously we're sharing in the membership site. And so I had a group of entrepreneurs who had signed up for this training we were doing. And then I had an upgrade where they could pay a couple hundred dollars to get access to a VIP call ahead of time where I was going to share some of these principles of success to help them be more successful in anything they're doing. Um, And so they paid, again, I can't remember, it was a couple hundred dollars for this call. And uh, after that, people told me it was like their favorite part. They loved it. They were, it it was something I'm really proud of. It turned out really, really good. And other than that, though, no one's ever really heard this thing. And so I thought, where else can I share this? I thought, you know what? I can share this with my round pegs because they understand the value of this kind of stuff. And so, again, this is the training that other people paid hundreds of dollars to be on. Um, But I'm going to walk you through some really cool things. We're talking about uh, Tony Robbins and the Six Human Needs, which is a a framework I learned from him that completely, radically changed my life uh, and a whole bunch of other really cool things. So I hope you enjoy this presentation. If you do, let me know. Uh, Let other people in the community know. Tell people, like, go listen to the episode number, whatever, a members-only podcast. You just have to listen to this one. Because, uh, again, I think it's really, really good and something that will help you guys a lot in your life. So that said, I hope you enjoy the Secrets of Success VIP call. So uh, what I'm going to talk about today during our VIP session is I was trying to think, like, what can I give you guys that's going to help you to be able to take all the stuff you're going to be learning over the next day and a half and really be able to implement have success with it? Um, and there's a lot of different directions I could have gone, and I didn't want to, like, teach more marketing principles. Like, I want to give you something that's going to give you um, the ability to actually move, okay? There's so many times in, um, in our lives where... We are, it's kind of like we're sitting in a car, right? And we're getting all this information and our foot is on the gas because we're like going a million miles an hour. Like, yeah, I got all this stuff. But then at the same time, part of us subconsciously sometimes, we're sitting there. So here's my car chair, right? Car seat. We are flooring it one way, but at the same time, we have our foot on the brakes. And so we're like, we got all this information, also for learning and our foot's on the brake keeping us and we're just, our wheels are spinning out and nothing's happening. How many of you ever felt that before? And you get all this like, you know, the dust is spinning and things are happening. You're like, why am I having success? I'm learning tons. I'm growing. I'm feeling really, really good, but nothing's happening. And it's because, oh, my foot is on the gas. I'm moving forward. My foot's also on the brake. And that's why I'm not actually getting the success I want, right? So my goal for that first, this first session is to talk about some of the things to help you get your foot off the brake so we can actually go forward with all the stuff you're going to be learning over the next, um, next day and a half. So that's kind of my game plan. If you guys are cool with that, um, I'm going to be actually um, sharing some of the stuff from the new book I've been working on. Um, this has been a project. It was actually due last to my publisher last April, and I didn't finish it. And then it was due in December. I didn't finish it. And then I just restarted over. I was about 250 pages into it, and I decided I'm starting over from scratch. So um, uh, I'm starting over from scratch on it, but it's been fun. I've been working really deep, like figuring out different frameworks and things in the right order to put them in. And so this is the first time I've ever shared any of this stuff publicly. So you guys are my guinea pigs. You guys cool being guinea pigs with me to share all this stuff? All right, cool. I'm excited to share these things. And so um, that's kind of the game plan. So I have four, three or four things I want to share here. But the first thing I want to talk about, because this is going to be different for everyone, is all of you guys came here today, right? Because you want to have success. You want to have success. You want to make more money. You want to have more freedom, like whatever that means to you. But everybody defines success differently, right? So the first question I want to ask is like, what does success mean for you? Success mean for you. Okay. Like, when will you know that you're actually successful? When you be like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. I'm successful. I had somebody ask me this a little while ago. They asked me, they said, Russell, like, you've been doing this for a long time. Like, when did you, like, when did you feel like you arrived? Like, when did you feel like you were successful? And I was like, 
I don't know yet. I'll let you know when I feel that way, right? Most of us who are high achievers who do stuff like this, you know, especially you guys who are paying VIPs are high achievers. Like you're here, right? And most of us is hard for us to find success. And so I wanted to, to help create some definitions so we know when we've hit our goals and we know when we've gotten to the place that we're trying to get to, right? And so the first thing, I want you to pretend like I'm your coach for today, right? And I'm here and we are in front of a whiteboard and we're about to start our brand new season. And, um, and in this thing, I want to kind of help you guys to figure out your goals and what things are looking like. Now, most people set New Year's resolutions, right? They're like, oh, I'm going to try to lose weight. I'm going to try to do that. And they put a whole bunch of like a thousand different goals. And then they go and they start trying to do all of them. And they last like two or three days and the whole thing collapses, right? And I think the way to look at this differently is if we step back and instead, I want to look at this the way that... Um, like if we were playing football, right? If we were in the NFL and we were trying to play football, like how would we look at this, right? And there's different tiers of goals. Um, if you were to play football, like the first goal that, that someone has, like the top tier goal here, the very first thing they're looking for is what we call a Hall of Fame goal. Hall of Fame goal, right? Like the big goal is someday I want to be in the Hall of Fame, right? This is legacy. This is the big thing. So my first question for you is like, what is your Hall of Fame? What is it like? Like the big goal, like why are you doing all this stuff, right? Like, yeah, you're here to learn how to make money. You're here because you want to either get good at e-commerce or expert or whatever your thing is. But, like, but that's, a, that's a means to an end. Like what is the end? Like what is the thing you're trying to get to? Um, think about this. Like if you were at your funeral and someone's on stage reading your obituary, what would they say about you? Like this is what your Hall of Fame goal is. Like what is that thing? Like where are you trying to get to, okay? So my first question is I want you guys to kind of think through that. And we're not gonna have time in this, in this you know, 50 minute window to like go deep on that. But I want you to think about like what is your Hall of Fame goal? I've been thinking a lot about this over the last three or four months, just trying to think like, what does that look like? And like, what do I want people to remember me for? And as I do that, there's a lot of different things. It's not just, oh, I, I want to be known for my business, right? There's a lot of things I want to be known for. I want to be known for who I was as a father, who I was as a husband, who I was as a spiritual leader, who I was as an entrepreneur, who I was as an author, like who I was as an athlete. Like I have all these facets in my life that I hopefully someday at my funeral, when they're reading my obituary, they're talking about like, man, he was a great father. He loved his kids. He showed up to the wrestling practices. He went to all their matches. He didn't miss any games, right? Oh, and he like served as entrepreneurs and like, and he did, and like the, all different parts of our life. So I think about hall of fame. I think about this is like a very holistic, like here's the pie of you. And if you're to split this up in all the pieces, like what are all the things like that someday you want to figure out, right? You want to be like, this is my legacy. This is my hall of fame. Okay. And that's where it all begins because that's going to start driving the direction of where we're going. Sometimes when we like sit back and like, this is the hall of fame, this is where I want to go. But then the other goals we said are going this direction. There's a mismatch, right? When they're not going the same direction, what happens? You stress out, you have an anxiety because you're not moving towards your goal. We're entrepreneurs. We're momentum based creatures, right? If we're not in momentum towards something, then we get stressed out. We get depressed. We get anxiety. All those things are happening. Okay. And so a lot of times we don't know where we're aiming. And so we're just off the races. And eventually you find yourself in stress, anxiety, depression, all these things, because we're not in momentum towards the thing we really want in life. And the reason why most people don't, because they never actually defined that. So what is your Hall of Fame goal is the first thing I want you guys thinking through. Okay, think about like throughout this event, throughout this weekend, like what are those things, like what are all the pieces of this pie that you're trying to figure out for yourself? Okay, now after five years of your football coach, I said, there's a Hall of Fame, you figured that out. Now let's come back and talk about your Super Bowl goal. Okay, your Super Bowl goal, this is like my, um, like, Again, if you're playing football, your goal is to win the Super Bowl, right? Like that's the next 12 months. We're in the season. Our goal is to start. And by the time that's done, we want to win the Super Bowl. So my question for you is like, what is your Super Bowl goal? Okay, now I'm assuming if you're in my world and you're here right now, your Super Bowl goal probably, um, at least hopefully, is to win, um, is to win a, a two-column club award, right? 
I'd be like, this is this is for a lot of you guys. This is the Super Bowl goal. Like next 12 months, I want to get on stage, come up there, get a two comic club reward from Russell. Like that's the Super Bowl goal, right? That's where I'm trying to get to. Okay. Um, and if that goal leads you closer to the Hall of Fame goal, that's awesome. If it doesn't, like, what is your goal? Maybe it's different. Maybe it's not to win a two comic club award. Maybe it's like I, have, I just need to make extra 500 bucks uh, a week because, or excuse me, 500 bucks a month because that'll cover my bills. And like that's my Super Bowl goal for this year. That's what I really need to get myself freedom that I'm looking for, right? So everyone's goal is going to be different, but you got to figure out like, what's the Super Bowl goal the next. 12 months, like what is it you're trying to accomplish that you want to do? Okay. Um, uh, sorry, my handwriting is horrible. Now, a couple of things about this. Um, as you're, as you're doing your Super Bowl goal, again, your Hall of Fame goal, there's a lot of areas of your life, right? But as you're going for like a Super Bowl goal, um, I want you to understand that typically if you are going for something big and something great, um, you can't do it by being in balance, Okay, people ask me all the time, Russell, how do you live such a balanced life? And I look at him and I smile and I laugh a little. I said, you have to understand, like, um, I do not live a balanced life. Okay, um, everything good in my life, everything amazing has come from times of radical imbalance. Okay, and I know this is against what most people teach and talk about. Like, you have to live a balanced life, make sure everything's working. But nothing good in my life came during times of a balanced life. Okay, I know this is kind of weird, but I want to explain it. So I think about when I was growing up, the first time I really had success in something was wrestling, right? And when I got into wrestling, I became obsessed with it. Eventually, I became a state champ. I took second place in the nation. I was an All-American. I wrestled in college. But if you look at my life during that time, right, there's all these things. I had my, my, my family and my, and my girlfriends and my, uh, my personal life, my, all these things, schoolwork, all those kind of things, right? Like, I was not balanced, okay? For me to be super successful in wrestling, I had become radically imbalanced for a season time to become good at that thing, right? I put my time, my energy, my effort, my thought, my, like everything was in this goal because I wanted it so badly. And I focused on, I focused on, I focused on, eventually I hit these goals and I had success. Okay. When I met my wife, Colette, I was like, oh my gosh, she's beautiful. I, I really like her. Now, if I would have had a balanced life, then I would have spent a little time with her and then time at school. And like, I would have had all these things and nothing great would have ever come from it. It's because when I found her, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the woman I want to marry. I want to be with her for the rest of my life. My time, I radically got imbalanced focused on her because I had to build a foundation with her. Right? Because I was radically in, unbalanced, I spent time with her. That's how we built the foundation of our love, of our marriage, and all those things became because of time of radical imbalance. Same thing happened when I launched my company, when we launched ClickFunnels. If you saw the, the beginnings of ClickFunnels, it was me and Todd working 10, 10 12, 14, 18-hour days for a season of like you know, 8, 12 months, radically imbalanced to get this thing off of the ground. If we would have lived a balanced life during that time, it would have taken us 7 or 8 years to get to the point where we, are, that we got to during that window of time. Right? We had to go radically imbalanced for a season to be able to create something successful. So I'm a big believer in that. Like if I'm coming in here, I'm like, I'm going to try to become radically balanced with all these different things here. It's going to be very, very difficult for you to hit your goals because you can't do the, what you like the level of thing you need to do to be successful. You can't do that in two or three or four or five things at once as much as you want to be right. Like I want this hall of fame goal. I want all these big things, but right now, what season are you in? Okay. There's a scripture I was going to share. And there's also a song, the birds uh, wrote this into a song, but it came from the scriptures. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1 through 8. It says, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. There's a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, and a time for war and a time for peace. Okay? So my question for you is what time in your life are you? Okay? If you're realistic, like, this is my time. This is my time. I've got to figure this out. 
If you're going to be successful here, I feel like for a season, you got to become kind of insane. You become a little bit radically imbalanced. I don't mean leave your family and your kids and all these kind of things, your church. Like, like no, you, should, you need to be doing those things and maintaining them. But man, there's going to be a window time where you've got to put extra time into this. You got to become radically imbalanced. You got to be waking up a little bit earlier, staying up a little bit late. Okay, I was up until one o'clock last night working on this for you guys. Um, and I got up today at five o'clock this morning. So I came radically imbalanced. For me to be able to perform and be able to help you guys at this point, I couldn't have done it. Been like, well, I'm working nine to five and I'm going home. Wouldn't have happened. Okay, like we had to do a lot of work. I had to get radically imbalanced to be able to create something amazing for you guys. So for you, if you're like, this is my goal. I want to win a two comic club board. I want to, uh, whatever your goal is, the, the thing. You guys, okay, there's a season in my time. I'm going to become a little bit radically imbalanced. And it's, it's going to be hard. It's going to be painful. I'm going to be tired. And it's not forever, but there's a season where I got to figure this stuff out and I got to put the time and the energy and effort in. Okay. So that's the next step, setting the Super Bowl goal and realizing there's going to be this time, uh, like you're in a time and a season if you really want to achieve that. Like if you're going for the Super Bowl, man, if the team's like, I'm, we're going for Super Bowl, it's like, hey, if we're going to do this, like we got to be committed, right? We're going to be working out. We're going to be working late. We're going to be working early. We're going to be working hard. We're going to be eating differently. We're going to be exercising differently. Like if we really want to hit this goal, we have to do things differently for a season, right? Then we're going to win the Super Bowl. We can relax and like, oh, and then we can go back to balance. But if we really want to be successful in that season, we've got to understand that this is how success happens. Okay. All right. After you have that, then it's like, we have the Super Bowl. We know we're going. Now I need a guide. Now I need a plan. Like, how am I going to get there? Okay. Now that you've got like, this is the focal point that we're going to focus on the next 12 months of my life. Now I need a, a plan. Okay. Um, and here, and I'll talk about this more in a minute, but typically from here is where you go and you find the guide. Who is the guide who has the plan? Okay. If I was, if I was, Again, I don't follow football. I know the Super Bowl is coming up right now. But if I was, whatever team's about to win this thing or trying to win this thing, like if they set the goal, the next thing is they got to get a guide or a coach or somebody who's got a game plan. Here's the plan. Here's what we're doing. Okay. Napoleon Hill talked about this in pretty much every one of his courses. I've had a chance to go through a lot of Napoleon Hill stuff recently. But he talks about um, when you set a goal, right? He says you got to pick a goal and then you pursue it with definiteness of purpose. Definite and a purpose, not just like, oh, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna try to get that thing. Say, no, no, no. If you're gonna pursue this goal, Super Bowl goal, whatever that thing is for you, you gotta pursue it with definite and a purpose. That means I know exactly what it is. I'm moving forward with purpose, right? So if you gotta move forward, definite and a purpose, and you have to have a definite plan. So it's not like I'm gonna win two comic club award and then you start going like, uh. it's like no, no, no. Definite and a purpose. So I have purpose. I know exactly where I'm going. This is the the direction, the target I'm going for. I'm gonna be radically imbalanced for season time, and I've got a definite plan to get me there. So what is your plan? What is the step-by-step process? Okay, well, if this is your first rodeo, if it's your first time you've never won a two-column club award, I don't care how smart you are, you probably don't have the right plan. So the next goal is to figure out, like, well, who has the plan? Who is my guide? Who is my Yoda that's going to take me on this journey and help me to have success? Okay, now, obviously, over the next, you know, 48 hours or so, Alice and I are going to be your guides. We're going to be your Yodas, giving you guys the step-by-step blueprint. Here's the map to get you guys to the two-column club award through either physical products or info products, right? And we're going to be giving you guys and being your, your guide. The next step is to figure out what's the guide, like what is the step-by-step process. First, I got to do this, then I got to do this, then I got to do this, right? In football, it's like, hey, we got to win this amount of games, then we got to win our conference, then we got to win this, and then boom, like there's the, there's the process and the path, right? For you guys, it's very similar. Like, we got to find a product. Now we've got a product. How do we sell the product? What's the funnel? How do we drive traffic? Like, there's a very systematic step-by-step process that doesn't deviate, doesn't change. It's not weird. It's like, it just works, right? That's why Alice and I are both so comfortable teaching this stuff is because the, the guide, like the, the path is figured out, right? You guys have to just figure out what's your product, what's your service, plug it into the path, and then you get successful, right? And so that's the next step is who is the guide? Um, uh, Sorry, there's so many cool things I'm trying to go from here. Okay, so the guide. Now, this comes back to, you guys have heard me talk a lot about this. Uh, and Expert Seekers have talked about it other places. But 
when you have the guide, the, the best place to explain this is in the Heroes 2 Journeys. I'm actually going to talk about Heroes 2 Journeys later on today. Um, but, you know, if you look at story structure, there's always every story throughout time and, and everywhere, there's always a hero, right? And the hero goes and uh, the hero gets called to an adventure, right? And think about any movie you've ever seen. Think about uh, Cars. Think about Rocky Balboa. Think about uh, you know, Lord of the Rings. Think about, again, pick any movie of all time from the beginning of time till now. It usually starts with a hero and the hero decides, I want to achieve this thing. And they're over here, there's this big mountain they want to climb and they want to achieve something, right? Okay. But the, the hero always starts in an ordinary world and they hear this calling. I need to go like, like Frodo, you got to take the ring to Mordor, right? Or Lightning McQueen, you got to go and you are going to go win the Piston Cup. Like they have something and they have to leave their ordinary world and go on this journey, right? And as soon as they leave their ordinary world, the first thing that always happens is they meet a guide, right? So the guide is someone who's been there before, done there, who's already been to the mountain and back. And now the guide is going to be taking them on this, on this journey. Okay. So every movie's got it. Think about the best example of Star Wars, right? Luke Skywalker leaves the ordinary world, starts going out there and then boom, who does he introduce to? Yoda. Yoda has the force, understands the force, teaches him, takes him on this journey, helps him figure out who he is. And eventually he goes and he achieves the thing he's trying to do. Okay. So that's the key is in this journey of every story of all time, from the beginning of time till now, there's always, uh, the hero leaves the ordinary world, finds a guide and takes him on a path. So the next thing after you know who your goal is, the second, the next question is who is my guide? Who is the person? And again, I propose that Alice and I will be your guides for the next day and a half and hopefully long-term. Hopefully you guys decide to follow us into the coaching programs and things like that. We continue to be your guide for the next 12 months. Um, as you guys are training, and preparing for your Super Bowl goal. Okay. Um, okay. Um, all right. Oh, there's so many cool things. Then from here, there's one last step. After you've got like the plot, the process and the path, then the last thing here is figuring out your, um, your routines and habits. Okay. For me to get this goal, it's, uh, it's funny because everyone wants the big goal, right? They want to win the Super Bowl. They want to win a two comic club award. But what it all breaks down to is after you know, okay, there's the goal. Here's the path I need to go. Then it's breaking things down to like, okay, what are the habits and routines I have to have to be successful? If I'm going to be successful, I got to figure out my habits and routines. For me, this is literally opening up Google Calendar and saying, okay, for me to do this, I got to wake up every morning an hour earlier. So I'm waking up at six o'clock or seven o'clock. And then I'm going to take out two hours at night and I'm blocking out the time and setting the routines. This is when I do this. This is when I do this, right? If my goal was to go win a bodybuilding competition, I would sit back, I'd get my Google Calendar out and say, okay, I'm going to lift right here. I'm going to lift right here. I'm going to run right here. My physical, my cardio, like I would map out all my calendar when everything's going to happen, I plug it in and I would stick to those routines like clockwork. I wouldn't deviate from them, right? You create those routines just like <clears throat> football players, like they got practice, they got early morning practice, they got weights, they got cardio, they got their drills, like they build out habits and routines that happen habitually. That's why it's called a habit. It happens habitually every single day. They do this thing and they do this thing and they do this thing and they do this thing. Okay. Same thing for you. It's like, I know the goal. I've got the path. Now I got to build out the routines that force me to stay on this path, right? They're going to keep me moving forward to this place I need to go. So what are the habits and routines you got to create in your life? Okay. For a lot of you guys, it's going to be waking up a little bit earlier or staying up a little bit later or taking your lunch break and not actually eating lunch, but working. Okay. It's amazing. Allison and I were talking about this yesterday. Like most people take an hour long lunch breaks. Like, do you realize that as you're typing, you can eat at the same time and keep typing and then put it down and you don't actually need that hour break. Okay, take that hour and do the, like, while you're eating and do the thing, like, whatever it is, like, weaving these things into your schedule. This is where you're going to get radically imbalanced, where normally you'd be watching TV or normally you'd be sleeping in or normally you'd be something. It's like, okay, I'm going to get radically imbalanced for a season. Okay, I'll be able to sleep in again after I hit my two comical board, after I hit my goal, whatever that thing is. But for a season, I'm going to be imbalanced, right, and come in and be able to plug in those, those habits and routines. And I wish I could go for hours on this because this is fascinating, but that's the next piece is habits and routines. Okay. 
All right, so that's the first step here is really figuring out what is success for you. What's your Hall of Fame goal? What's your Super Bowl goal? Who's your guy that's got the plan? What is that plan? Looking at here, step one, two, so you know exactly where you're going and then building out the habits, routines to keep you on that path to get you there. Okay, now I wanna come back to here. So in the hero's journey, something fascinating happens. Every single story, book, movie, whatever it is, the hero is living in this ordinary world, right? And then they get this call to adventure, like, hey, we should go accomplish this thing. But what always happens in every single story, after the hero gets the call to adventure, guess what happens next? Okay, if you look at story structure, the second step in every single phase, the second step is the refusal of the call. I was called to go do this thing. I was called to change the world. I was called to create my product. I was called to help serve people. I was called to do whatever. The, second, the, the first thing that happens before they make the guide is they have this thing called the refusal of the call. Okay? Now, if this hasn't happened to you, it's going to happen to you. In this journey, you're going to be like, I'm going to go do this thing. And then your mind is going to be like, no, 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 no. That's going to be hard. That's going to be painful. And that stresses me out. Do you know that your brain, in an average human, 20% of your calories are burned by your brain, right? Now, for people like us who are thinking or entrepreneurs who are creating or doing stuff, like my guess is that's a lot higher. I, I guess probably 30, 40% of your calories are being burned by your brain, right? So your brain, when you're like endeavoring on this new activity, like, hey, I'm going to go get this goal, this thing I want. And you're all excited consciously, then subconsciously your mind's like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do that. Because they're going to be radically imbalanced. I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to not sleep in. I'm going to not be able to relax and watch TV. Like, oh, I'm freaking out because it knows it's gonna have to work harder so your brain is subconsciously trying to sabotage you and so you're gonna go into this period where you're gonna have this refusal of the call like i don't want to do it i can't do it and a million excuses will come every excuse your brain can come up with from like i'm not worthy i'm not ready i don't have enough money i don't have the time i don't have the energy I don't have... that's gonna be trying to bombard you and keep you back from taking that step forward okay that's what our brain does refusal of the call no 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 i don't want to do it. i'm freaking out ah! okay and this brings me to number two I'll do a new piece of paper. So number two now, this is where each of us comes out here. And in our lives, we always have two decisions. Okay. First decision is to move forward in faith. And second one is to move forward in fear. Okay. Our brains are going to be like freaking out. Fear. Refusal of the call. We can't do because of this and this and this and this and this and this and this. Okay. And if you've read the book, um, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill, he talked about the first time I heard about this was he even talking about it. He said that his belief was 90, I think he said 95% of people make all their decisions over here based on fear. There's the world. There's the people who aren't you guys sitting in this room right? Everyone else who saw it, we had 20,000 people sign up. There's like 500 of you guys as VIPs. Okay. The other 19,900 and whatever the math is. Okay. When they saw, Hey, upgrade to hang out with Russell and you're going to cut a little earlier and get more things. Fear kept them from saying yes. Right? Like, Oh, listen me extra money. And then, then blah, 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 blah. Right. You guys acted in faith, which is awesome. Okay. Cause most of us, whatever, whatever default path you move on is kind of what you do with most of your decisions in life. Most people default to fear and they do it over. Like every decision comes in, they default to fear. They default to fear and they get into these ruts. In fact, Napoleon Hill called these ruts. He called it hypnotic rhythm. He says that when you get into either faith or to fear over time, cause you keep doing it over and over and over again. It's like a, it's like a needle in a record, right? It keeps going around and going around and going around. And those grooves get deeper and deeper and deeper to the point where it becomes what he calls hypnotic rhythm, hypnotic rhythm or routines or habits, right? You habitually get better and better doing the thing you keep doing. So if you keep acting out of fear over and over and over again, like you didn't keep doing that, right? So what happens is we hear the call and everyone gets the call. Okay. Everyone who's on this planet gets the call. And then the refusal of the call comes and 95% or more go to fear and they refuse the call. And they never go on the journey. They never try to achieve the thing they're looking for. 
Okay. You guys are different. You took on faith and you said, oh, I'm going to do it. You act in faith. You showed up today. You're here today. Like you're moving forward in faith. Right. And as you keep doing that over and over and over again. This muscle keeps getting better and better. And you're getting a hypnotic rhythm of positive stuff, not negative stuff. Okay. That's one of the keys. Um, Okay, so again, Napoleon Hill talked about this. Like when you have your thing, right? You've got to move forward with definiteness of purpose. So I know the goal. I know where I'm going. I got to move forward with definite purpose. It means I have to have faith in my decision, faith in my abilities, faith in that the way is going to be light in front of me, faith that the guys know what they're doing, faith that I can actually do it. Like you got to have faith in so many different steps, right? So you have definitive purpose. Like this is what I want. I got to move forward. Now, if you read the laws of success, he talks about uh, definiteness of purpose. But the second thing he talks about, he talks about, um, uh, <clears throat> well, i make sure I, I get this right. Um, talks about de- definite purpose. And the second he talks about is we've got to get good at saying yes. at like doing the thing, um, like moving forward is doing it, having initiative. Um, you know, what is initiative? If you think about that word, and again, he has a whole chapter in the laws of success about initiative, like us taking initiative. Initiative is not like somebody telling you to do something, you go and do it, right? Um, I have my kids. I love my kids. They're insanely cool. Uh, but they're teenagers, right? So for me, it's like I have to tell them to do everything. Hey, pick up your room. Hey, help with the dishes. Hey, we got to go to school today. Hey, did you do your homework today, right? That's the opposite of initiative. Initiative is me saying, okay, I want to be successful. Therefore, I got to wake up early. Hey, I want to have this. Therefore, I got to do this. Therefore, I, initiative is you doing the thing, doing the thing, doing the thing, doing the thing, right? So we figure out where we want to go. We had definite purpose. Like, this is my goal. This is where I'm going. I'm going to be moving forward in faith. I'm going to be moving down here with definiteness of purpose and I have to have initiative, okay? It can't be me hoping that someone's going to wake me up because they're not. Nobody else cares about your goals except for you. You've got to have the initiative every single step over and over and over again. At Funnel Hiking Live this year, um, Eileen Wilder spoke in one of my favorite presentations from the entire event. And she's told a story about W. Clement Stones. W. Clement Stones is actually business partners with Napoleon Hill. Uh, they did a couple uh, books together, a couple courses together. And uh, W. Clement Stones, he was a multimillionaire. His company's worth hundreds of millions of dollars uh, back in like the you know, early 1900s. And he had something he did talking about moving, for, like, moving forward. Uh, he said that every single morning before he would get off the elevator, he would say, do it now a hundred times. Do it now, do it now, do it now, do it now, do it now. Okay. Versus like, oh, I'm going to do it later. Oh, manana, tomorrow I'll do it. Like, do it now, do it now right? This is initiative. This is making things happen. Okay. And he had everyone of his staff, everyone of his team say, do it now a hundred times before he got in the office every single day. And guess what? He became one of the richest men in the world. He kept saying, do it now, do it now, do it now, do it now. So for us, when we say, we decide like, I, this is my goal. I'm moving forward, definite purpose. I'm going to choose faith. I'm going to like, not be afraid. Not, it's going to be scary. Not that things aren't going to be scary. Okay. Things are scary every single step along the way. I was scared this morning coming in front of you guys. Right. But I said, look, I trust myself. I've been doing this long enough. I have faith that this is going to be good. Therefore I'm going to step forward and faith and just do it. So we just did it. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. For you, you got to move forward. Definite of purpose. Like this is where I'm going. I've got a plan and I got to have this initiative to get up and do it and do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Okay. And so it's that saying that over and over again, do it now, do it now. And the more you do that, the more you keep doing that, the more it starts building this hypnotic rhythm, these habits, these routines, where now it gets easier and it gets easier and it gets easier because you keep doing it over and over and over again. Does that make sense? Okay. So, um, that's a big part of this hypnotic rhythm. So this is a big part. Um, and I'm curious for you guys, I want you to sit back in your own personal life and think about this for a minute. Like where do you typically default to? Do you move towards faith or towards fear? Okay. Um, and I know all of us do different things in parts of our life, but I would start thinking like, okay, I am now aware of this, right? Most of us do most of our life subconsciously. Like the things happen and we just go. Now you're aware of this, like something comes to you and this can be at any part of your life. Okay. And I'm not going to get political because I don't want to go that direction, but just think about 
the country as a whole moving in faith and fear of last years. Like, what's happened? Like, who's moving forward in faith? Who's moving forward in fear? What's happening? Where's progress happening? Where's progress not happening, right? Same thing is true for you. Like, like what is, like, everything that's coming into your life, like, you've got two different options. Like, you can move forward in faith or move forward in fear, right? And the masses, 95% plus the people move forward in fear. And that's why they're always stuck here. If you move forward in faith, that's when you start having success. Now, I'm not going to go too deep into this, but in uh, Outwitting the Devil, Napoleon Hill talks about this. He's like, there's a lot of things that even if you get and you start getting the habit of moving forward in faith, where um, your mind, your whatever you want to call it, is trying to get you to default and move back over to fear, right? Even when you start having success, you're making a lot of money. I've seen so many entrepreneurs that are making a bunch of money, and then they get lazy, they get, they get complacent, and things start happening, and they start making decisions out of fear, right? Or different things start happening. So it's just like, this is this constant pull. This is not just going to go away. But the more you do it, the more these grooves get deeper and deeper and deeper. And you get deeper in this hypnotic rhythm where it gets easier to keep doing the things, okay? And so for you to start thinking about that, and I want to I want to encourage you over the next, you know, week, month of your life, as decisions start coming to you, like, like stop consciously and think, okay, there's two different choices here. Like I can, I can have fear or I can have faith. Like which one am I going to have, right? And um, and it doesn't mean like you always have to say yes to everything. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying like what's key, like, are you making your decisions based on faith or based on fear, right? If you're moving forward in faith, typically that's going to be the right answer. You move forward in fear, man, it's, it's, it gets you in deep ruts. It's hard to be successful. So, all right, there's that. So now I want to talk a little more about this piece, the hypnotic rhythm, right? Because when we get into here, this is either going to be something that's very, very positive for us or very, very negative for us. Okay, if our hypnotic rhythm, if the ruts of our life get into here, and we're, especially some of you guys may be stuck right now where you've been, you know, a lifetime of, of moving forward in fear and you're stuck in these, in these, this, uh, you know, these, these grooves. Like one of my goals is to help get out of these grooves. I think it was, um, uh, Dean Graciosi was talking about this. Uh, it was really fascinating. He said that if you look like a tractor out in the field and the tractor's in the field and it's going around, right? And the tires start making these grooves and the grooves get deeper and deeper and deeper. And eventually your tractor will get stuck. Cause like, the, like you're so deep in these grooves, you can't get out, right? You can't get out of it. And he says like, you can't just keep going those grooves to try to get out of it. Like, you just keep getting deeper and deeper and deeper. The only way to get like your tractor wheels out of these grooves is have somebody else come over and like set up planks over here. So you can like drive the tractor out of these grooves and get out of them and get yourself over into a new, a new rhythm. Right. And so my goal for this is to make you guys aware of these things. So you can say like, where am I, am I at? And if you are stuck in these grooves, like I want to give you guys some tools to get out of this. so You can move over to something that's positive and get this kind of hypnotic rhythm working for you. Okay. And so, um, the framework I want to teach you guys this is something that, um, I learned from from Tony Robbins. It's probably of all the things I learned from Tony, the things had the biggest impact on my life. And it's so simple, but when you understand it, it is so powerful. And I'm sure some of you guys have, have heard him. If you follow him and all heard him teach about this, but I'm going to talk about it and maybe it'll be in a little different way. And maybe it'll give you different insight. So the, the concept that Tony teaches is called the six human needs. Okay. And if you look at this, there are four needs of the body, what he calls it the personality, right? And then there's two needs over here of the spirit, okay? Um, So I'm going to talk about the two needs of the spirit first. So the two needs of the spirit, um, the first one is growth, and the second one is contribution, Okay, now these are important for a couple reasons. So growth and contribution. Um, yeah, let, me, let me step back. So 
I'll talk about these needs here, the, the body needs first, but these needs get met by everybody, right? Everyone will get these needs met in one way or another, either positive or negative. Usually, most people, it's a negative hypnotic rhythm, but it can be positive as well, but everyone's getting these needs met. Most people don't get their needs over here, the needs of the spirit met, right? Because you have to have these needs met before you can move over to these ones. So growth and contribution um, are the needs of the spirit. Now, it's interesting, if you go back and you guys look at your... your Hall of Fame goal and your Super Bowl goal, my guess, I bet with 99.9% accuracy, is whatever you set at your goal, these are goals of either growth for you or of contribution for you, right? I wanted to win two comic club awards. That is, first off, is a whole bunch of growth. You're going to have to learn to get there. But then, by the nature of the business, you're helping other people. It's also contribution, okay? Um, a Hall of Fame goal, if you want to be able to, like, at your funeral, people reading your eulogy and they have all these different things, like, you start looking at those things, all the things you want people talking about you are either based on growth or contribution, Right? Like, man, he did this for his family. He did this. He was like, like growth and contribution are the things that we're driving towards. But most people actually never get there because they get stuck here in the needs of the body. Um, this is the habits. This is the, this is the hypnotic rhythm that we get caught into. So I'm going to explain how this works. Cause if you can get these things figured out in a spot where they're working, then you can transition to growth and contribution. Okay. A lot of you guys who have set goals in the past where you wanted to grow, you wanted to contribute, but you weren't able to hit those goals. It's cause you didn't know how to control your body your personality. This kept you in a rut. It kept you from actually achieving your goals. So we've got to figure this piece out first and get this under control. After that's in control, then we can, tr- can transition over here. It's similar to, um, you guys remember in high school, learning about Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Um, I don't know how it works perfectly, but conceptually, here's Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Down here, it's like the lowest need is like, oh, you need to have water and food and sleep, right? And then the next tier is like after you got, after, after you figure out how to have water, food, and sleep, then you move up to the next tier. But the next thing is now you need, uh, I don't know what it is, like warmth and shelter, right? And after you warmth and shelter, then it moves up like, oh, now I actually need, um, I need love and I need to talk to someone. And then there's the next thing. And so these different tiers, right? And what's interesting is that um, until like it moves this direction. So until you have water, food, and like ability to sleep, you can't move to the next tier of Maslow's hierarchy needs, right? And but after you have all these needs are met, then it's like, oh, now you're able to move the next tier. When these are met, you're able to move to the next tier. But what's interesting is like up here, let's say you're on this tier where you're, you're focusing on getting love and connection, all these kind of amazing things. But all of a sudden, like the water supply dries up and you're sitting, there's nothing to drink. You instantly drop back down because all like you have to have this need met or else you can't even think about anything above it. Right? And that's how Maslow's hierarchy needs meet. It's really fascinating because um, throughout your life, like you get these needs met and then you move up and you move up and eventually hopefully you get to the top, the top of the ladder. But if one of these things down lower disappears, like you shoot back down and you like, you're stuck in this rut until that thing gets fixed before you can move back up. Okay. The same thing is true here with the six human needs, Right? We have to get these things met first before we can transition over here. So just because you set a goal of like, I want to hit two comic cups, I want to work things, but this is, in, in, is all messed up and not working right, you'll never be able to get to that goal because th- th- your, your time, your energy, your attention all gets bumped back to these needs. These needs have to be met first before you can transition to the goals of the spirit. That's why it's so important to master these. Okay, and these are all tied back to this right here. The, the, the habits that you're in, right? This hypnotic, but Napoleon Hill calls it hypnotic rhythm. Like this is, this is the key, right? It's how we get you out of the bad ruts and into the good ruts, okay? All right, so what are these? The six human needs. How many of you guys are Tony students? You already know these are ahead of time. How many of you guys are like, I have no idea what Russell's talking about? Let's <laughs> think about 50-50, cool. Okay, so the six human needs, and these are fascinating. So the first human need um, is the need that we all have for certainty, Okay. 
So we need to be certain about things. Like I know that I wake up in the morning, I'm going to have a bed. There's going to be something there. Like, uh, I know that when I, you know, when I get in my car, that's going to start. I know that I have a job. I know that like we have certainty, right? We, We need certainty in our life. Okay. The second human need is called variety or sorry, my handwriting is so bad variety or uncertainty. Okay. And so this is like, we need excitement. We need like new things happening. We want to like, we want to feel passion and excitement. Like that's the, that's the other one, right? Now what's fascinating about these two needs, certainty and uncertainty, they are opposites. Okay. They fight against each other. Like we want to be absolutely certain all the time. But if you're absolutely certain about every single thing that's going to happen, you know exactly what you're going to eat, when you're going to eat, how it's going to work. What happens to us? We get bored out of our mind. So while we need certainty, it drives us nuts. So we need variety. We need excitement. We need uncertainty. So we need both these things and they fight back and forth. But both those needs have to happen or else we go crazy. Okay. So that's the first need, certainty and uncertainty. The next one is we want to feel significant. You know what significance feels like? If you stand here, like right now, I feel significant. There's 500 of you guys here listening. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. I feel significant. I feel really good right now. Okay. There's people who paid to be here listening to me. We got 20,000 people registered for this event. Like I feel tons of significance, right? Significance about like, I feel good about myself. Like, oh, this is awesome. Okay. And then this, the last human need is love and connection. I'll draw a heart. That's what it is, right? So love and connection, um, funny enough, is actually the opposite of significance. Okay. Significance is look how great I am. Love and connection is look how great you are. I love you. Right. But we need both of those things. Okay. So we need significance and we need love and connection. Okay. This is what gets fascinating. Anytime something in our life happens that meets at least three of these four needs, it creates an addiction, like a physical addiction. It puts us into a hypnotic rhythm where we're in these tracks and this can be very positive or it can be very negative. Okay. So think about this for the very first time, like the very first time you met your significant other, right? You found her. Like for me, it was my wife, Colette. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's beautiful, right? I'm nervous and awkward. And I go and I ask her on a date and guess what? She says, yes. What just happened? Boom, significance. Like she said yes to me. She thinks I'm awesome. Like, okay, we're going on a date, right? So we're going on a date. Uh, I take her out to eat somewhere. We go, uh, our first day was ice skating. So we're ice skating, right? So we're ice skating. So we're getting like variety and uh, uncertainty. We're ice skating. Like we're going out, we're having fun. We eat dinner. I'm asking new questions. And like, she's asking me questions about myself. And like, you know, I feel very significant. We're having uncertainty because this new relationship is so much fun. And then guess what? That night I give her a hug or a kiss and I get love and connection. And boom, 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 boom. Three of my four needs are met. And what does it do? It creates a physical addiction inside of our body. We're like, oh, more of that. That was amazing, right? And so we go on a second date and a third date and a fourth date. Now what happens? One or two things are going to happen. Okay. After dating a little while, either she's going to stop feeling I'm <clears throat> like, you know, for, if the relationship breaks up, it's because these needs are no longer getting met, right? Like she doesn't like it that much. I don't feel significant. We're not hugging and kissing. We're getting bored. Like whatever the thing happens. And if the needs go from three needs down to two needs down to one need, that's when we start, that's when we break up, right? Because my needs are no longer, be, no longer being met by her, right? So now we got to find and get those needs met by somebody else or some other way. Okay. Or the needs continue to get met over time. Right. And, and, uh, the longer I and I kept dating, we loved each other more and more. And these needs were getting met. It was like amazing. I was like, man, imagine if we got married, then we'd have absolute certainty. I'd wake up every morning. You're going to be there. It's going to be so cool. I'm going to have my wife. It's going to be awesome. And so in a pursuit for me to get all my needs met by my amazing, uh, my amazing wife, we get married. And for a while, all of our needs are met, but then guess what happens to almost every single marriage. Okay. Now you got absolute certainty, you got significance, you got love and connection, but then you're like, oh, we stopped going on dates, right? People stop going on dates, and all of a sudden they lose the variety, right? And then after a while, your your significant others heard all of your stories, they've heard all your things, then they stop thinking you're as cool as you were because, like, yeah, I've heard that story 12 times, don't tell it to me again, right? And maybe you lose significance, or maybe you lose love and connection, and all of a sudden you're in this marriage, now you only got one of your needs met, or maybe two, right? And all of a sudden you lose this thing and it falls apart, right? And then what happens to some people, right? They get 
they meet somebody new, right? And that person gives them variety, gives them significance, they give them a connection. That's when divorces happen and marriages break up and things like that, okay? So this is something that happens in, in all of our lives, right? Is that we are trying to figure out how to get these needs met. And these needs in our life have to be met. If we don't get met in one way or the other, then we look for them in other ways, right? So in the marriage, if you're, if you're in your marriage, if you're not getting the needs met, then guess what happens? You start looking for to get needs met in other ways. Sometimes people get needs met by going to work and becoming workaholics. Sometimes they do it by watching sports. Sometimes they do it by other ways. Sometimes they do it by eating. Like, but everyone's going to get these needs met. And until your needs met, you can't move over here. Okay. Now we get our needs met in either positive or negative ways. Okay. Um, and just as a, a side note, it's interesting. Like if you want an amazing marriage, if you just focus on like, like Tony Robbins said, this is like, there's never been a marriage in the history of time where, um, a partner, all four of the partner's needs are being met. And then they left. It doesn't happen. So if your needs are being met inside the marriage, you're going to stay forever. So if you know this, like when I became conscious of this, like I, I told people before that Tony Robbins saved my marriage. Seven years in, we were struggling with all sorts of stuff. And all of a sudden I get aware of this. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, am I making my wife feel significant? Probably not. Right. Am I giving her a variety? Probably not. Like, man, maybe this is why we're struggling. And I be conscious. I'm okay. I need to figure out how to make my wife feel significant. How do I give her more love and connection? How do I create more variety? Like we had certainty, but man, everything else was falling apart. I started focusing on those things. Boom. Marriage got stronger. And now we are here almost 20 years. Uh, I think this year's our 20 year anniversary, which is crazy, right? Because we were able to become aware of these things and start doing it. Okay. Now this happens on a very po- like positive or negative, right? If you look at, um, hypnotic rhythm, right? A happy marriage can be something very positive that's very, that you move forward in faith. You're positive. This is a good thing, right? But what about drugs? Do drugs get people's needs met? Yeah, for sure, right? I'm, I'm not into drugs, but man, I assume that like, drugs, you take whatever the drug is, and you get the certainty of like the feeling every single time, right? Plus you get the variety of what's going to be new, how you're going to experience, right? You feel significant. You get love and connection with the people you're with, right? People who, who overeat a lot of times, overeat because they are getting the needs met, right? The absolute certainty, they eat the food, they get the feeling of like, oh, I feel so good, right? But they also get the variety of new food, new things they get to try, okay? If they eat with their friends, they get significance of like, or they get love and connection, being with their friends, going out to eat all the time, right? And they also maybe get significance because it's like, man, I get to talk about the food. I am a foodie. I understand these things. And so food becomes this addiction, which can be positive or negative. But for a lot of people, it becomes very negative. And they get in this, this routine, this habit, right? And it gets deeper and deeper and deeper because all their needs are being met through food or through drugs or through sports or through religion or whatever it is for you. We all have something that we're doing that with, right? So the thing is becoming aware of that and start looking like, like, how am I getting my needs met right now? Okay. If you've got kids at home, right? If your kids are getting their needs met at home, they're not going to be looking for things other places. But if their needs aren't being met, that's when they start looking for drugs or for sports or for other different places to get their needs met. We have to get our needs met. Human beings will give up everything, including their values, their beliefs, their like, everything to get their needs met. Okay? You have to understand that. So if your needs are not being met here, you're going to not be able to move over here because you're going to be looking for this over here, this over here, and you're going to be trying to get these needs met in a million different ways. Your mind's going to be distracted, and you never will be able to focus on this. Just like Maslow hierarchy of needs. If you have no water, you're not going to be focusing on loving, right? Because you need water to survive. Same here. You need these needs met or you can't survive. So the question comes to you is like, okay, how are my needs being met right now? In my, in my, in my personal life, in my business, like my needs being met, if they're not, man, you got to start figuring those things out, right? Or they're being met, but they're being met in a very negative way. Something I'm not happy with. Something that's not making me the person I want. Something that's not moving me towards my Hall of Fame goal, right? My needs are getting met. But if I look at, here's what I'm trying to get to, but my needs are taking me this direction. You're never going to get that direction. You had to come back and, and like become very conscious of this and like, okay, what are the, like, what are the things driving? What is this giving me certainty? And what's giving me variety? What's giving me significance? What's giving me love and connection? Okay. If you guys notice, when we started designing the ClickFunnels movement and Funnel Hacker movement, all these kind of things, I said, look, if I'm going to get people to move with us and we're going to change life, I got to create an addiction within our community, right? So we need to give people certainty, right? 
You create a business, you get traffic coming, you get certainty, like money's coming in. We need to give you variety. That's why we do events like this, fun things like this. We do trips with our mastermind groups. We do, like, do all sorts of things to give variety, connection, fun hacking live. Like we do all these things to create variety and uncertainty and excitement. Okay? Significance. People come on stage, you get two comic awards, they get significance. Okay? Our top affiliates get significance. Then there's a community, there's funnel hackers, you get love and connection. Like I've tried strategically to build something that creates a positive addiction for you guys. So when you are in our community, when you're in our masterminds, in our coaching groups, like you have this positive addictions that are on the right side of faith that are keeping you going deeper and deeper and deeper. Okay. Um, and that's why a lot of you guys have been drawn to us. Why a lot of you guys have stuck with us for so long, right? I'm, we're almost eight years into ClickFunnels right now. And a lot of you guys have been here since year number one because you came in and we created an addiction. Okay. And we try to create a positive addiction. So I really start looking at your life. Like what are the, the things right now that are keeping you from actually getting the goals you want, right? If you want to grow, you want to contribute. Like these are the goals that you're shooting for, these Super Bowl goals. But man, if this isn't in order, you will never get to that. Because you're always been looking for, man, I might feel love and connection. I got to find it somewhere else. You're searching for it. You're searching for it. You're trying to figure that out. You can't think about growth when you have no love and connection. So where do I unplug into love and connection? Okay, maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's work. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's church. Maybe it's, but you need to get that need met. And you got to do it in a way it's positive, right? Because I can get my need met for love and connection through, through a marriage. I can get it met at church. I can get it met on the streets. I can get met it in really bad places. How are you getting that need met? Okay, we need to get these needs met so we can focus and then we can like, okay, now I'm good. I'm getting these needs met in a very positive way that's leading me towards my goal, not away. Now I can focus on the needs of the spirit, growth and contribution. And you'll start moving towards goals. And then what'll happen, I see this all the time inside of our community. People are like, they got the goal, they're moving forward, they're having success, like everything's on track and then something in their life happens where the certainty disappears, right? Spouse loses the job, somebody gets sick, somebody like certainty disappears and gets interrupted, right? And all of a sudden, you have to stop progress on this right here to figure out how to get your certainty back so you can focus over here, right? And that sucks. It's life though. It happens, but you got to be aware of it. When you're like, oh my gosh, like this horrible thing's happened. I lost certainty. I got to figure out how to get certainty back or I can't continue to progress towards my goal. What was it? How did it work? What do I need to change in my life? But as soon as now we're aware of it, it's not like we're just in the spiral. Like, I don't know what's happening or else I can't get motivated. I get depressed all the time. I can't move forward. Like, of course you can't. Your needs aren't being met. That's why you're struggling. Get these needs best so we can get back to work. Okay. Which one's lost? Okay. I'm not feeling significance. Okay. If you're not, how do we get that? Okay, we got to figure that out. How do we craft that? How do we create it? What's the thing we need to do to make you feel significant so you can get back to work? What's the thing we need to get love and connection so you can get back to work? Okay, in a positive way, not a negative way, because you can get love and connection doing a whole bunch of really bad things. You can get significance doing a whole bunch of really bad things. Okay, you can get variety, you can get uncertainty doing bad things that are not serving you. Okay, what are the things you can do to get those things back? And so it's becoming aware of these things and understanding how it works, because until the needs of your body and your personality are met, you cannot move on to the needs of your spirit. And all of your goals are tied to the needs of the spirit. You're doing it because of growth or contribution. Okay? So many of you guys, you're going growth, gas, foot on the pedal. You're going fast as you can, but then your needs aren't being met. Slam on the brake and you're spinning out. And you're like, I don't know why this doesn't work. Everyone else it works for, they're all coming on stage. They have the same tools, the same books, the same training. Like, why am I not moving forward? Your foot's on the brake and the gas. Get this here. Take your foot off the gas or take your foot off the brake. And now we can start moving forward. Okay. Most of this game, just so you guys are fully aware, is not the tactics and techniques. They're not difficult. Okay. Getting a funnel is not that hard. Okay. Finding a product is not that hard. Alice and I are going to be walking us through all the tactics and techniques um, over the next day and a half. Like they're not that difficult to figure out. Okay. Most of the entrepreneur mindset game is all up here. We don't want to believe that. Right? Because, oh, it's not in my head. Like, I'm, I'm mentally strong. I'm really awesome. No, 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 it is. Most of it's because of these things right here. These are things that are keeping you back. Okay? And that's the thing I want you is really understanding. Because if you can do that, it takes your foot off the brake. You can move forward on the gas. And we can get things done faster. Okay? Because at the end of our lives, when we die, 
and the, our funeral's happening. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that God gives us the gift to let us sit there at our funeral and see the people's lives we impacted. And hopefully if someone's reading our eulogy and you get, you get to have this experience, they tell you, right? The things they're going to be talking about is, is the growth that you had as a human being and the contribution you made. Like these are the things. Okay, but if I can never get past this part of it, I never have a chance to really change people's lives. I never have a chance to hit the goals, to hit the dreams, to accomplish the stuff I wanted to. Right? We're all born with all these like visions and dreams, what we want to do, who we want to become. But some of us get so caught up in this part of it, we never have a chance to get to the part where it gets good, where life gets exciting, where we can actually do and yeah, like do what we want to do, change people's lives we want, like serve people at a level that we've only dreamt of. Okay? And so it's mastery of these things. Getting out of the negative hypnotic rhythm that you may be stuck in, becoming very aware of it. And like, how do we now get the planks out of this rut, get you out of it, and start creating addictions that are positive that move you towards your goal as opposed to away from your goal. So that way we can shift and transition to growth and a contribution. So those are the core things I want to share. Um, I could literally go on for like three or four days. Uh, going deeper on this and I will probably someday in the future, but I wanted to give you guys kind of a, an insight um, to help you guys as you're moving forward through the rest of the next day and a half. And hopefully after that, if you guys decide to come and follow us to take you as guy as your guides on this journey, man, if we can get your foot off of the brake and keep it on the gas, that's when we have a lot of fun. So was that helpful for you guys? Was that fun? Yeah. VIP session. 